And just a little while earlier this afternoon, God quickened my heart. And I'm going to talk to you tonight about the flow of the second half. Tonight is the last service for the first half of this year. And beginning Sunday morning, or actually on Friday, we will enter into the second half of this year. And if you remember something, the Lord spoke a word to me. I spoke it, and then Pastor Val spoke a word on the, uh, I forget the date, I didn't mark, oh, May 15th. He said, today that we have completed the journey of a thousand steps, you've completed it in kindness, completed it in faithfulness, you completed it in obedience, you've completed it in strength, and you've completed it in humility, and you've completed it today. Therefore, today is the, new, is the day of newness, and the next step from, the day, from this day forward, every day, I'm making the day of the next step. And I am exponentially pouring out everything I said because of the completion of the journey. And I'm opening wide the gates of heaven. I'm flinging wide the doors of opportunity. And today you are walking in the day of the next step. And this day will never end until I pull you up to me. This day for Christ Church and for you is the day of the next step. Take it with boldness. Take it with joy. Take it with fervency. Take it wholly. But take it and watch what I will do as I move you in this, in this your next step. I believe it was the same day that I spoke to you. God spoke to me that the last half of this year was going to be phenomenal, and we would look back at the end of it, and we would say only God could do such a thing. And he said, it will be what we declare it to be. So I'm declaring that this next half is going to be blessed beyond measure. I'm declaring this next half to be full of the moving and the power of the Holy Ghost. That in this next half, we're going to see more people encounter God. We're going to see people saved, healed, set free in measures we've never seen. I can tell you, all ain't expecting it. But I'm declaring this next half is going to be full of healing, of signs wonders and miracles and more people coming into the house of God not only here but all over this city and region for God I bless this second half to be more than what we could ever imagine that it will make everything that we've seen in the past a byword and we can rewrite history and people look back on the second half and say only God that could have only been God to do such a thing. How many of you are expecting something great in the second half? I am. Hallelujah. By the way, that just reminded me as I was praying and declaring that over the other churches. I got a message from Cape First yesterday on the 16th of, of July. They are hosting Dr. Gary Chapman, and they're doing a, a marriage uh, night. It's on the 16th. I think that's a Friday, Friday or Saturday, it's the 16th of July, whatever day it's on. He's the one that wrote the five love languages, and uh, it is a ticketed event. And anyone that wants to come, I think if I understood it right, it was $100 a couple. I think I heard it right. It's $100 a couple, but if you register by the first, 
which is Friday, for us and a few churches they sent it out to. Now it's on Facebook. Everybody's going to hear it. But it, they will discount it. If you will give them the code 70, they will discount it to $70 if you want to register. But you need to go online, Cape First. Uh, dot uh, org slash events if you want to go and be a part of that so go and be blessed and what let's just have a great time in the Lord so let's get back to the word of God for tonight so the Lord quickened to me about the flow of this next half now I'm 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 excited to see what God's going to say I've got some stuff that I've just had to write down earlier but I'm just excited about what the Lord is saying. I want you to go to the book of Joel with me. Because again, I am not sermonizing us or you, but I believe God has given us a divine instruction through a book and through some of the words of God that we are very, very familiar with. The book of Joel is one of those little books. You'll find it probably the most prominent verse in it is this verse that you've heard about for us Pentecostals especially, that in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters are going to prophesy, your young men are going to have visions and your old men are going to dream dreams and upon my servants and handmaidens will I pour out my spirit. That was fulfilled on the... The day of Pentecost when they came up out of that upper room and as they came out as everybody thought they were drunk with wine Peter steps up and says these are not drunk as you suppose seeing that it is only the I think the ninth hour of the day but he said this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel so you and I are familiar with this book to some degree the name Joel, the name Joel simply means this, Yahweh is God. Yahweh is God. And when you start reading this book, I know I gave you some verses, Miss D, and I've jumped way ahead of you and around you. So uh, he'll start out, let's look at chapter 1 and uh, verse 1. He said, the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel, hear this, you elders, and give ear all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days or even in the days of your fathers tell it to your tell your children about it and let your children tell their children and their children another generation he said I'm going to do something so extraordinary that it will make history that it will be passed down from generation to generation matter of fact he said talk about it so as we go into it, I'm not going to read every verse. It starts out that Israel has sinned against the Lord. And because of the sinfulness that is in the nation, it is caused, I'm going to say it like that, God to step back and the locusts, the chewing locusts, the worms, the caterpillars, and everything literally comes in and begins to strip what seems to be everything in the land that there is nothing. It looks like every bit of their life has just been taken from them. Now I think for you and I, we would have to look at this in a deeper picture. That if that was how you survived, and that was your living, and that was everything you needed to sustain you, everything had been taken by these, I'm going to say it, by the enemy that came in and stripped them. But then God begins to speak. He gives 
gives them a promise. He said, yes, this has happened. But I'm making a promise to you. I'm not going to read every verse, so just follow through with me for a few moments. The promise is, he is going to deal with those things that have come upon the land and has seemed to leave the people in ruin. And he says it so much like this. In verse 18 of chapter 2, he said, Then the Lord will be zealous for his, hand, for his land and, he, and pity his people. And the Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain. I'm going to give you new wine and oil. And you will be satisfied by them. And I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations. And then he says, I'm going to remove these things far from you. And verse 21, he says, fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done marvelous things. Or one translation said he has done great things. Do not be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up. And the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully, but he's going to cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. As they were singing that song, that he is our living hope. He is first restoring to them hope. Listen to the promise that he's given to them. It just didn't affect the people. It affected the animals. It affected everything that was there. How many of you listened to Dutch Sheets this morning? Give him 15. Dutch was talking about uh, some previous revivals and moves of God that I'd heard about. Matter of fact, there was a documentary wrote about one. I think it was the one in Colombia that God moved in such a way. This happened, I don't know how many years ago. I heard about this. This had to be 30, 40 years ago. It happened in such a way that God moved that it transformed literally everything. The ecosystem was transformed. That the, that the vegetation, that the vegetation, there were, we saw pictures of this stuff. There were carrots like the size of a man's leg or arm. And the beets he talked about in this place that he talked about, the beets weighed five pounds. The cabbages were the size of basketballs. Everything was affected by this incredible move of God. Crime had literally shut down. And the jails were empty and shut down because of the move of God. That's what God is doing. It looks in a moment here as you open up the book of Joel. It looks hopeless and everything is begging for God to give us rain but he reminded us I gave you rain once before but I'm going to send the rain again and I'm not only going to send the rain again but I'm going to give you the former and I'm going to give you the latter rain he said listen to what he said he said you rejoice he said I get your threshing floors are going to be full of wheat and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil you have to think about how these talking to them when everything is gone and all of their crops are gone, 
There's nothing out there. God's saying your vats are going to be full. Your threshing floors are going to be full. You better start seeing what God is seeing. Come on, somebody. I talked to a farmer on the phone today. He was telling me in places up north, because of weather conditions, they're not able to get crops out. He said it either gets too dry, it gets too wet, and then by the time it gets ready, they don't have time for whatever. I'm not a farmer. I'm just repeating what he said. It's They haven't been able to get their corn out. He said, we may not see it right now, but he said, you're going to see it in some days to come. But listen, that may be what is happening naturally, but I better pay attention to what God is saying to me spiritually and not put my eyes upon what is going on in the land, but get my eyes and my ears attentive and start seeing what God is seeing. Are y'all with me? He said, I'm going to give to you. I'm going to see that your floors are full of wheat. As I was driving, as we were driving down there, the first thing that hit me this weekend on Thursday going down, because traffic was ridiculous, I thought, man, there isn't no short of money, and gas prices definitely isn't bothering anybody. And trucks were more than what you and I could ever imagine. Somebody said, but this is how Americans do. We, when we run out of money, then we get in trouble. But I got news for you. If you're going to pay attention to the news and everything that's going to go on, you're going to keep yourself in a place of despair and hopelessness. But I'm here to declare to you for God's people, God is going to move and it doesn't matter what it's going to look like. God is going to provide for his people. Listen to what he says in verse 25. He said, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling uh, locust and the chewing locust, my great army, which I, I sent among you. Listen to what he says in verse 26. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dwelt wondrously with you. He said, I'm going to restore to you the years. That word restore means I'm going to reciprocate things. He said, I'm going to make amends. He said, I'm going to give again. Come on, somebody better hear me. I'm going to make restitution, God says. I'm going to take care of my people. I want you to notice a pattern in here of what happened as you read the book, God said, all of these things are happening. He gives a work of hope. And the first thing that begins to happen was a call to repentance. He said, everybody, he said, I call everybody to repent, to come before me. What has been the cry about of the last three years? If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from my wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So there was a call to repentance and then God turns around and God begins to speak again. And he said, now I I'm going to refresh the land. How is God going to do it? He shows us in chapter, verse 28 of that chapter. He goes on to say this. He said, and it shall come to pass that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in 
in those days. How is God going to do it? He's going to do it with a people that is going to allow the Holy Spirit to work through them to bring such a move of God in the earth that you and I are going to shake our heads and we will wow those that don't believe are going to see the power of God because it will be a move of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pour out. That's how God said, you better pay attention. It's not just religious stuff in church. This is how God's going to move. We're in a new day. There's a new flow taking place right now. Pastor Val done an incredible job. Sunday morning, as he said, he was absolutely lit. And I hope he lit you up as he ministered on Sunday morning. But you and I need to understand something. Jesus came to take care of a legal issue at the cross through his blood, through his death, and through his resurrection. He took care of a legal issue between light and darkness, between heaven and hell, that now he, he took care of the legal right that gives all of us the legal right to enter into the blessings of God and for our land to be changed. Holy Spirit now repositions us and postures us to live out the blessing of God that he has intended for us to live out. This thing is so great. Listen, church. We've got to think about land, not just about a feeling. Why in the world is God stirring people like Ashley Schusler and many others that have a passion for God? And why are we being stirred to get ourselves active into the political arena and into the political system? Because it's not just about you. As pastor said, hold the fort for I am coming. Jesus, you know, last night he was talking about, how many remember that old song? It's not about us escaping out of here. It's about us establishing the kingdom of heaven in the earth. This is why God is speaking to us about regions. And he's speaking to us about cities. Because we have to move from our do-nothings to empowerment with the Spirit. To position ourselves so that the flow of the Spirit can do what he chooses and desires through us. Jesus said, I come. In the New Testament, it starts. There's silence 400 years between old and new. And a lot of years passed from the time Joel spoke this to when it would literally, the Spirit of God would be poured out. John the Baptist came on the scene said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then Jesus came behind him and said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. One was saying it's coming. Another was saying it's here. And it came when Jesus came and he died upon that cross. But there was something that John added in his prophecy concerning Jesus. He said, There's one that cometh after me whose shoe latchets I'm not worthy to unloose. But he will come and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. It is so important that you and I recognize Jesus is coming to release the Holy Spirit into our life. Remember, he's taking care of the legal action. You and I are going to be the enforcers 
empowered by the Holy Ghost. You need to get you a badge on, a badge of the Spirit and say, Devil, I command you in the name of Jesus to go. You will no longer dictate to my family. You will no longer dictate to my body. You will no longer dictate to my finances. You will no longer dictate to anything that pertains to me. I've been deputized, authorized, legalized by the blood of the Lamb, fulfilled, filled with the power of the Holy Ghost to do the work of the Lord. So in John chapter 7, John chapter 7, Jesus is speaking. And Jesus said something like this. He said, if any man is thirsty, let him come and drink. Let me read it exactly right in the book of John. You got it up there for me? John chapter 7. I find it very interesting. On that last day in the great day of the feast, it was the Feast of Tabernacles, that Jesus stood and cried, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He said, out of him will flow rivers of living water. I thought it was interesting that the Bible speaks that it was the last day of the feast. And it was the Feast of Tabernacles. It wasn't the Feast of Pentecost. Charlie, I actually thought maybe it was the Feast of Pentecost that he was talking about. But the next verse said that the Holy Spirit had not yet come. Because he doesn't come until Pentecost. But there was a couple things you need to look at. Why Jesus said that, especially expressing Holy Spirit. It was on the day of tabernacles that, if you remember, that Solomon dedicated the temple. He dedicated that holy place that was set apart from the glory of God. And the Bible said that when the trumpeters and the singers and the musicians all began to become one, that the glory of the Lord filled the temple until, Miss Tanya, they were not able to stand under the presence of God. May I tell you that God is reestablishing, I believe, his tabernacle. The tabernacle of David is being reestablished in the earth and will stand for the glory of God. It was in the year, it was in the, the it was in the feast of tabernacle that the the year that the Israelites had had returned uh from from their captivity to rebuild the temple. And at that time in the book of Nehemiah that Ezra the priest grabbed the scrolls and he stood and the people stood before him. I believe from morning to evening to hear the word of the Lord. May I declare to you, I believe there's going to be a time that the people are so hungry for the word of God that they're not looking for a 30-minute devotion. Teach me. Feed me. Isaiah prophesied that in the last days, all nations are going to flow into the house of the Lord, and they're going to come and say, teach me. Teach me the things of God may also declare unto you it was it was a time uh, uh, at uh, what what uh, the feast of tabernacles also represented it was a time uh, of 
Oh, let me back up a moment. That time also was a time after, after Ezra read that, that great revival and great sin was being confessed and great repentance took place. I'm telling you, you need to expect the power. The only thing that's going to change a nation is going to be the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not going to be by a political system as we know it, but it's going to be by a kingdom of people that are filled with the power of God. Jesus said it like this. He that believes on me out of him shall flow rivers of living water. Church, let me throw something at you. Quit looking for the river. It's here. And if it's not flowing, you're the problem. Let me say that again. If you're looking for a river and you're saying it's dead, don't you look at me and say I'm dead. Don't you declare this church dead. If there's anything dead, it's you. Because Jesus said, if you believe, out of you will flow rivers of living water. You're the one containing the water. You need to pop your top. You need to pull the cork, whatever it is. And you need to begin to let the river flow. How did he say, if any man believes on me, let him come. If you're thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes, as the scripture said. Listen, you got to quit this nonsense of what you feel. He said, I believe him as the scripture said. We've had a number of words over the last couple of weeks. Amanda, Pastor Val, myself, and I don't know who else, talking about us coming to a place of peace and rest in the Lord. It is not by our striving, but my believing what God has said, that he is in me, he is for me, and he is working through me. Are you all right tonight? The Feast of Tabernacle was a celebration of Israel where they celebrated God's continual provision in the current harvest, but they were also celebrating how God had provided and protected them from the past. You and I, in this moment of time, if it's not happening, you just need to think, look back. If you're messed up, you need to look back and look at every time God made a way for you when there was no way. Look at every time God provided. Anybody God ever done something for besides me? We could set the rest of the night with all the testament. But he said, celebrate that. Don't let those things slip away. John the Baptist said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. But Jesus said, come and drink and out of you will flow. So now, wait a minute, look at this. I've got Holy Spirit in me. And I got Holy Spirit on me. And you need to understand why it is that way. It's Holy Spirit in you for you, but it's Holy Spirit on you for others. Let me say that to you again. It's Holy Spirit in you for you, but it's Holy Spirit on you for others. And here was the command of Jesus. We don't have time to hit every verse because there's many of them that will dictate what I'm saying. We cannot do anything without the river. We have been too busy doing things without the Spirit of God. This flow is going to require us we were at, I was in Branson two weeks ago with a brother out of Mississippi. I made reference to this last week. He said the Lord gave him a dream. And he said in that dream was the church. And they were in one of these old Viking ships that were the men. They were long and there were two rows of people. 
Some of these were slaves and some of these could have been soldiers. And there usually was an aisle down the middle. And he said they were in there rowing with everything they had. Their problem was they were in a dry riverbed. And he said because they were rowing, he said they'd get a little movement every once in a while. And the dust would fly up. And he said the Lord told him, he said they're celebrating the dust as the glory. And he said, all that they're getting is human effort. All that they're getting is what they think. This is no time for us to move with human effort. We are in a new day. Look at your neighbor and say, we're in a new day. We're in a moment of time. I believe new direction is upon us. We've heard it prophesied over this house from the first of the year by several different people. It is not going to look like yesterday. And yesterday could have been just a few hours ago. It may look nothing like my past. But i got to believe that God is up to something greater than what I could ever, ever imagine. I, I noticed something even myself in the last few days. Year or so ago, there were prayer meetings everywhere of people praying, God, we need revival. We need awakening. We need this and we need that. They were happening everywhere because I was a part of them. Many of you were a part of them. But I noticed something. There's not that cry. One, because God has announced that revival and awakening are here. That doesn't mean we don't need to pray, but God has proclaimed it is here. We are in a time of new direction, and we can't do anything without the river of God flowing through us. And we're going to have to seek the wisdom. We're going to have to seek the direction of the Holy Spirit. Go with me. I used this last week, but I'm going to touch it again. Are you okay? I'm going to land the jet here in just a minute. We'll go get something to eat. But I'm telling you, this is a word from God. I'm telling you, God's given us, he's given us direction. Church, we don't have to fall. How many's ever heard this verse? Uh, there was even a part of the song, it just made me think of it tonight. I think it was the second song. You, you know that verse that says, I had not seen, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, I believe it is, or somewhere down in there. He said, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Man, that's a powerful verse, isn't it? God's got so much crystal that we can't even comprehend it. But if we stop, we miss the verse. If we stop, we miss, because the next verse says, but we know. Look at your neighbor and say, but we know. How do we know that? How do we know what God has? Because the Holy Spirit has told us. If you think all that Holy Spirit is, is you having a moment where you, and you fall in the floor, and you shake, rattle, and roll, and that's how a lot of us come up, or you speak in tongues, then you've absolutely missed who, notice why I said, you missed who Holy Spirit is. He is not a shake, rattle, and roll. It is God on the inside of you. He is revelation. He is light. And He's the revealer of the secrets of God. And He wants you to move in that like you have never moved in it before hello so if all I'm looking is for a shake rattle and roll I'm going to miss it there's something greater Raj that God wants to do with me 
And if you're not Holy Spirit filled, listen, don't be upset. Don't be, listen, you need, you need desire to be filled, to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And if you don't speak in tongues, don't get crazy. It's okay. I'm telling you, it's a benefit. It's a blessing. Why do I need to speak in tongues? Well, I don't know that you necessarily have to, but let me tell you why. L listen, you'll still make heaven if you don't speak in tongues. I really believe that. I'll never think I'd say it, but you'll make heaven if you don't. But I'm telling you, there's a whole lot that you're going to miss out on because you have a direct prayer line to God. When you pray in the Spirit, you don't even... Pastor, I don't know what I'm saying, but I want to tell you your spirit does, and he energizes your inner man, and you'll know things from the inside out, not from the brain down. Hello, you'll know things from the inside out that you would never, ever know. Well, I don't believe that's God. Well, where in the world do you think it come from? You think the devil's going to give you tongues? Come on, get out of here. Paul said, I prayed in tongues more than you all. If you don't pray, you need to, and you can right now. That's all you have to do. Just yield to the Holy Spirit, release your tongue, and out of you will flow. That's what the Word said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill us, God, every one of us, a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost. Brother Hagen wrote a book entitled something about the... Uh, uh, about the power of tongues, something to that effect. Many of you may have that book or read it, but he learned a principle through that. He said, if I wanted serious direction, he said, I learned to pray in the Spirit. He said, I just spent time praying in the Spirit. Donnie, I was reminded of old Brother Welch today as God began to speak this word to me. Brother Welch was an old revivalist when me and Diane got to know him back in Paducah. He was in a meeting. He'd go see miracles and everything happened. He was in a revival with another brother down in Mayfield. And we went down to see him. And we actually had him come up to, to our church. And I took him out. I said, Brother Welch, will you go have lunch with me before I brought him to the church? And you know, every preacher likes chicken. So I thought I'll feed him some fried chicken. And I'll find out the secret to how God is working through him. And I said, Brother Welch, will you tell me your secret of why God is doing such great things among you? And he looked at me and said, you already know. I thought, well, if I know, why am I asking you? Because every time I would go to those meetings, if I could stand close to Brother Welch, I would stand next to him. He said, I've watched you. He said, my secret is I just pray in the Holy Spirit and I obey what he tells me to do. Dr. Young E. Cho, pastor of the largest church in the world, he just simply said, I pray, I obey. And God worked. And God moved. And that's what God expects us to do. we got to get our human intellect out of the way because we've been trying to build way too much on human intellect. How are we going to make it? Don't you know that the God that you serve has more than what you could ever imagine? Let me get, oh, i got to get away from there, get back, get rambling a little bit. Luke chapter 4, it's a new day for Jesus, new direction is coming. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted 40 days and 40 nights of the devil. I want you to notice something. First, if you're going to be led, you got to be full. Because here's the whole deal. Whatever you are full of is what is going to lead you. Hello, 
If you're going to be led by the Spirit, you first got to be full of the Spirit. Because whatever you are full of is what is leading you. So if you're allowing yourself to be filled with all the issues of the world, and all that you're filtering on is what, what media and everything else is telling you, I'm telling you what is going to come out of you is what you're full of. So my question for you, what is in you? And here's the deal. What is in you will always come out of you. What is in you will always, it cannot stay hid. It will always come out. But Jesus was first filled. Then he was led. And once he was led, look at verse 14 of the same chapter. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. To move in the power of the Spirit, we're going to have to be led by the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit working through us. Now I want to land the jet right here. I want to go back to the book of Joel where he said, In those days, I'm going to pour out my Spirit. And we hear it like this. I want you to hear something. In the last days, I'm going to pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your young men are going to see see visions. Your young... Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy first. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Your your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And upon my servants and handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit. Now go back to that verse again, 28 for me, Miss D. He said this. I want you to pay close attention because I think sometimes we read this. Peter spoke it. He said, this is that. I think we're missing something. When Holy Spirit touches us, the first thing that happens is we start declaring with our mouths what He is saying. Your sons and daughters. See, we put it into the hands. It's sons and daughters. I'm a son. I'm a son. You're a son. What's the message we've heard? We're sons and daughters. So what are we going to speak? We're going to speak what Holy Spirit is saying. Not what we feel or what we think. We are thinking, so when Holy Spirit really touches us, we start speaking forth what is coming from the throne of God because He's always declaring to us the will of the Father. Y'all looking at me real strange. See, we're hung up in how we've looked at that in the past, and we still don't see ourselves as sons and daughters. We see ourselves as good Christians. You're a son and a daughter. Look at your neighbor. If it's a woman, tell her she's a daughter. I'm telling you, you're a son, Raj. Larry, you're a son. Look at it. Tell them who they are. You're a son or a daughter of the Most High. So what am I going to speak? I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak as my father. I'm going to speak the things of God. Here's the second thing. When he touches us, then he's going to touch our imagination with visions and dreams. Church, you can't be spirit-filled and have no vision at all. That isn't going to happen. But we need to stir up the spirit. What's he said? Man, what's dirt? I'm not talking about night dreams. You having pizza and going to bed. Man, I had this dream. Let me tell you, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a dream on the inside of you. I remember years ago when we started this thing, back when I first started pastoring. I first time on TV, my friend Jim Baggett done an interview with me and Diane on TV. And he said to me, he said, Pastor Zach, what's your vision? I said to put a roof over the city of Paducah. He looked at me and laughed. I'm thinking, I'm speaking by the Spirit. I'm sent here to put, I'm claiming this city for God. 
What do you see? I saw thousands coming in, preaching and standing before thousands. I want to tell you, it's real easy to get wounded, disappointed, and discouragement. You'll let all your dreams and visions go out the door, things that you once saw. But I'm telling you, Holy Spirit is going to touch us again. And it'll be greater than the days of the tents of Oil Roberts. They'll not be able to get into the building. Whatever your name is there, I'm believing the day will come that they're standing outside trying to get in our building. That we'll have, come on, you better dream, but you can't just dream it. You got to tell it. You got to talk of your visions and dreams. I'm dreaming of ambulances pulling up, of bringing, I've been told to bring them here because you guys have the power of God and they're getting up and getting healed. We're rewriting history, it's being wrote about us. Let me ask you, are you dreaming? Are you seeing those kind of visions? If you don't, then you need to go back into the river and say, God, fill me up until I see it. Because I'm telling you, God isn't going to lose this planet. And he's not losing America, as Pastor Val told. We're going to have a great fourth on Sunday. But God isn't done with America. A great revival is sweeping this place. And we literally got to see cities and regions coming in and one for the kingdom of God. I sat there and wept in that auditorium. In the Gas South Auditorium there in Atlanta. I really did. I couldn't hardly speak for tears. And all I could see was the show me center. Filled up with young people. Coming from all over the area. I just, I couldn't even hardly talk to them after it was over. Because of what God was done. He said, I'm going to touch. See, we get hung up in the old men and the young men. But the reality is, listen, there's young men that are old men in the Lord. And there's old men that are young in the Lord. And it's time for us to be stirred again. Then that last part of that, he said, upon my servants and handmaidens. Don't get hung up. This is a male thing or a female. He said, I'm going to use it all. That will just be a servant to me. I will flow through them. I will pour myself through them in this hour. I'm telling you, this is your hour to shine. This is your hour to move in the things of God like you never have. But don't limit it to the four walls of this building. But know everywhere you go, 24-7, every day of the week, I'm glad Pastor preached to us the way he did Sunday morning and told us that Jesus took care of it all, that I'm righteous because of the blood, because the devil, has he has, he has convinced us enough of our scars and our mistakes that we say, I'm not worthy to do it, but I am not convinced by him, but I'm qualified, deputized, legalized by the blood of the Lamb, by the work of the cross, by an empty tomb that no matter what, what he says, I have a right to move in the things of God. So the flow of this next half of this year is going to be a flow where we're going to step into the Spirit. I'm telling you, I believe more things will happen outside. I believe they're going to happen outside of the church. I believe you ought to be looking for opportunities every day for God to do great things to your life. I don't know what your last half is going to be. But I'm telling you, my dream is going to be stirred again. 
of things that I've let go of because of discouragement. I don't know how. That's not my problem. That's God's problem. But I'm going to step in, and if you're basing everything, well, is the atmosphere fixed or not? I don't know if it is, but I know God said he was here. So if he said he was here, it's not about how I feel. It's what God said, and I'm just going to trust him to do.